This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 973, an excerpt from the book titled, Are You Really Okay? by Deborah Folletta. Hello, everybody. Greg Audino here, your host and narrator, hoping that you are having a swell spring weekend so far. And if it's been so enjoyable that you've accidentally skipped your reading, don't you worry, I've got you covered. Today, I'm coming to you guys with an excerpt from Deborah Folletta's book, Are You Really Okay? In addition to being an author, Deborah is a counselor and an advice columnist like myself. She also hosts a podcast too. How about that? More about her later though. First, we are going to hear what she has to say about patterns and how they affect our relationships. Let's jump into her work right now and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book titled, Are You Really Okay? by Deborah Filetta. One of the most common yet unidentified triggers for emotional struggle is experiencing conflict. Dealing with relationship problems can be one of the primary things that impact how you are feeling emotionally. I worked with a young woman who was struggling with a pattern of depression in her life. It seemed to come out of nowhere, and the lack of understanding of her triggers left her feeling completely out of control, paranoid that the feelings could come back at any moment. As we talked through her family history and worked through the timeline of her life, it became clear to me very quickly that in seasons of conflict, she tended to fall into a state of depression. One of the reasons she didn't recognize this pattern is because the conflict looked so different in each situation. Sometimes it was conflict with a boyfriend, other times it was conflict that arose from a struggle with her closest friends, and other times still it was stress and conflict coming from her family. Each set of interactions looked so different that it was hard for her to recognize the one theme that tied them all together, conflict. She was by nature a conflict avoider. The very experience of conflict caused her to feel inadequate, unlovable, and unworthy, which had a direct impact on her emotional well-being. A huge part of the counseling process for her meant getting to the root of her beliefs about conflict, as well as her beliefs about herself. It meant recognizing conflict as an emotional trigger and finding healthy ways to navigate through conflict. But if she wasn't made aware of this trigger, she would have never been able to deal with it. Emotional health and well-being are often influenced by our closest relationships. It's important to remember that and ask yourself how your closest relationships and interactions have influenced you. Negative thinking. So much of how we feel stems from what we think because thoughts lead to feelings. A long time ago, scientists used to think that feelings led to thoughts, when when we felt poorly, we'd begin to think poorly. But 
the latest psychology points to the reality that it's actually the other way around. Negative thoughts lead to negative feelings, which ultimately lead to negative behaviors. It's necessary to understand that your thoughts are an important component of what's triggering your emotional distress. Health Issues Because human beings are holistic, there's a strong connection between our bodies, minds, and emotions. When one part of us is unhealthy, the others will certainly struggle. Many times, emotional distress causes physical illness. It's common knowledge that too much stress has a detrimental impact on our physical health, from our digestive system to our energy levels, all the way up to our autoimmune response. But the opposite can also happen. Physical health issues can have a domino effect on how we're feeling emotionally. I counseled a young woman whose chronic physical illness was starting to take a toll on her emotional well-being. Our emotional health and physical health are so intertwined that it can be hard to know which is causing what. Are the physical symptoms causing emotional distress? Or could the emotional distress be leading to physical symptoms? Often, it's a little bit of both. But in this situation, the young woman was dealing with a clearly diagnosed physical illness, but with no prior history of emotional distress. She'd always been a positive person, full of joy, motivation, and energy. But as her physical diagnosis began to take away from her energy, she also began to lose her motivation and joy. For her, a huge portion of her counseling plan was focused on managing her physical symptoms as the first step to dealing with her emotional struggles. She had to focus on finding the proper medications, getting the rest she needed, and following a nutritious meal plan so that she could get her body as healthy as possible in order to bring her emotional health back into balance. Financial Concerns For many people, financial struggles, including dealing with major debt or an inability to save money, is one of the major triggers of emotional distress. Financial issues can come with feeling a lack of control, overwhelm, fear, and shame. I counseled a young man who would fall into the pit of emotional distress as soon as he felt like he couldn't support his family. He owned a small business, and at times, the financial stream was inconsistent and unreliable. Not being able to provide for his family was one of his primary triggers, and becoming aware of his emotional response to financial concerns was a huge part of gaining control. Eventually, he was able to find freedom from the lies that his value and worth depended on his ability to provide for his family. Change or loss Change and loss are common experiences that can trigger emotional distress. I put them in the same category because loss always brings change, and change always brings loss. The two go hand in hand. Whether it's a change of a job or career, location, relationship status, or the loss of a loved one, a reputation, or a marriage, change and loss can leave a void in our life that shakes up our world and leaves us feeling disoriented. They cause us to reconfigure our lives, which often brings about an emotional response. When I met Marilyn, she was dealing with a tremendous amount of change and loss. She scheduled counseling sessions with me because she was feeling overwhelmed and emotionally distressed. Marilyn's husband had been diagnosed with an aggressive cancer and was bedridden for his last few months of life. She was now left to care for her dying husband, as well as her two young children. And not only that, she also had recently experienced a change in location, as just months before her husband's diagnosis, they had moved their family to a new town. And now, she was also experiencing a change of roles, 
as she moved from being a stay-at-home mom to a working mom in order to meet the financial demands of her household. The tremendous amount of change and loss she was experiencing would cause any human being to feel overwhelmed and distressed. Marilyn walked through that season of her life with her strong faith intact. She eventually experienced the loss of her husband and had to rebuild her life once again after the devastation of the loss. Meeting with her weekly and witnessing her walk through this hard season of her life was a constant reminder to me of the God-given strength of the human spirit to overcome hardships in times of immense loss. I often wonder if I impacted her as much as she impacted me. Your loss might be as great as Marilyn's, or it might seem small in comparison. But loss doesn't have to be tremendous for it to be impactful. Any shift in the balance of your life, any change, opens the door for an emotional response. Not only that, but the more changes you have in a short period of time, the more likely you'll feel the emotional impact. If you're not aware, you won't be able to make the connection. And if you can't recognize the pattern, you'll forfeit the opportunity to change the process. What patterns have you experienced in your past that might be having an impact on your present? What personal patterns are you experiencing in the present that are impacting your emotional response or even causing emotional distress? Shedding light on the patterns that you've come from and the patterns that you're repeating is a crucial step along the journey of emotional health. You just listened to an excerpt from the book titled, Are You Really Okay? by Deborah Filetta. And a big thanks to Deborah for sharing today. This is hot off the press, by the way, people. Uh, Are You Really Okay? hit shelves only five days ago. And if you would like a copy, I've attached a link in the episode's description that you can follow to learn more about it and purchase it. Now, a little bit more about Deborah. She is a licensed professional counselor. She specializes in dating, marriage, and relationship issues, along with a spectrum of mental health disorders and issues. In addition to Are You Really Okay? She's also the author of True Love Dates, Choosing Marriage, and Love in Every Season. Plus, she hosts the Love and Relationships podcast, a hotline-style show where people call in to get their relationship questions answered. Her popular relationship advice blog, truelovedates.com, reaches millions of people each year with the message of healthy relationships, and she is a regular contributor at Relevant Magazine and Crosswalk.com with over 200 articles around the web about love, marriage, dating, and relationships. And as a side note, might I say that Deborah's PR team is great to work with, extremely communicative, helpful, and willing to go the extra mile to collaborate and do right by their clients. So should you be in need of a PR team, I highly recommend checking out 2PR, T-W-O-P-R. They are headquartered out of Nashville, Tennessee. No free ads, though. (laughs) And it's no surprise that Deborah's enjoyed so much success as through this excerpt, she's really gracefully and subtly reminded us all to consider that our relationships and how we behave in them are not just reflective of the dynamics between two partners or our past experiences of love and dating but everything in our lives. The patterns that we possess in each area are bound to present themselves in ways we may not realize should we choose to be as vulnerable as possible with someone. So if love is a true priority of yours, take this episode as a reminder, a reminder to start being more mindful of all of your habits, particularly those ingrained most deeply, as they are bound to surface in one way or another with your beloved. And that's going to do it for today, everyone. 
Thanks a lot for sticking with me through this great read from Deborah. And again, be sure to check out the link in this episode's description for more about the book. Aside from that, have a great rest of your night, finish your weekend on a good note, and be sure to tune in tomorrow for more great relationship content. That's where your optimal life awaits.